Blog Talk Radio.
very own Boo on the piano. This is La Cosa Nostra Radio, our house. Our house is a show where we catch up on poetry and throw some new stuff down. We want to, um, sorry, La Cosa Nostra is a family unit located on allpoetry.com, allpoetry.com, the world's largest poetry community. And uh, I want to make sure that everybody knows that we have some amazing poets at All Poetry. This is kind of like the um, area of the world where uh, it's outside of the mainstream poets, but you're going to find some of the best poets in the world here. And we are a worldwide community. Uh, We're reaching out to over 100 I meant over 80 nations. I'm sorry, 100, yeah, I'd like that. Over 80 nations around the world on every continent except Antarctica, we've been heard. In less than two years, we have been heard and over by over 11,000 people have played our, um, our shows, and we're just blown away by that stat. And without further ado, I'm going to go to the phone lines and welcome a few of our callers in. And a few of the amazing poets that we have. I first of all want to welcome in Rack. Hey, Rack, how you doing, brother? I'm here. <laughs> well, we're glad that you're here. Um, <laughs> let me keep on going on and welcome Raz. Hey, Raz. Hey, Jay, how you doing? Having you our house. Yeah, that's right. Um, you guys are together again, so I'm going to get confused again. So uh, <laughs> it's always rack and raz, rack and raz, raz and rack, and I get, get them always confused. So don't mind me. And lastly, <laughs> I don't sound like a raccoon, but uh, <laughs> Iranian dictator, raz. And lastly, let me introduce the lady in the house. Um, Tila, hello Tila, how are you doing? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. How are you, JC? Rack, Rack, how are you guys? Hey, Tila. <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> uh, can, oh, um, let me see, the people are okay. not hearing the sound out in the audience. Exactly. Hmm, wonder, wonder what happened. Let me see. I'm putting, I'm typing something out. Uh, whoops. Okay, I'm telling them. Oh, sounds okay, but it must be Frank. Because um, Titus hears it okay. I want to say hello out on the board, uh, out in the world to Frank. Angel and Titus, they are, I saw each of them on the board, so it's uh, great to see them. Um, so I'm going to, I think we'll start out with something extra special since Titus is listening in. And I'm, uh, all right, Rob Cohen's out in the, uh, out in the board as well. Great to see you, Rob. Uh, I'm going to start with something extra special since Titus is out here and I didn't get a chance to to play this SoundCloud last time I was here, but uh, here's a little something from Wayne for Titus. Okay, so here we go. 
rise for Titus. For I am present to praise Titus, both in glory of drink and the word. None better ever came before us. May his writings be forever heard. Survive service of three less than score, the road being laid out per his choice. May the gods allow to scribe much more, not deserving the muse of his voice. He rules as the eldest of his clan. The challenge was a conqueror of feats. His name to be honored by each man and laid alongside the praise of Keith. Held as doctor of economist, philosopher and educator, revolutionary socialist, educated life, was living for, be not worthy to cast out his praise, yearning only to be granted vision, to understand his shared gifted ways, my life fulfilled with praise of mission. I stand proudly today before thee, let no man present himself better as the light has shown for us to see his conquered words to the letter in oh wow this is an amazing mm-hmm. amazing trip tribute to Titus oh, that was great Wayne bravissimo bravissimo Oh my goodness, that is amazing! I loved it. I love the way the direction he took the music right in the back. Yeah, uh, Titus says he was in shock to hear that. Now, before I get a comment on Wayne's wonderful SoundCloud, I want to say hello to Salwa. Hello, Salwa. Hello and uh, hi everyone. I'm sorry. I will. I, will, I mean, I'm going to say, of course, the comments of Titus, but then I can I please read and run because I have no good connection. I'm at work too. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Yes, we can. Can you what? hear? Me? <laughs> okay, what? So sometimes there's, there's some. <laughs> because sometimes there's no uh, there's like it's weird. Sometimes there's connection. Sometimes I couldn't even open my way. But let's go back to Titus. Wow. Okay, uh, Wayne and Titus. <laughs> Sorry for that. Okay, uh, let, let me get a comment from um, from Rack. Rack, what do you think about that? Uh, that was pretty shocking. I, I I was expecting a different voice in the music. I never heard him do anything with the music in the background. That, that was pretty amazing, and it, it was a wonderful tribute. You know, uh, I was waiting for the collection plate to come around. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, we'll be doing that later. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Raz, what do you think? Yeah, Wayne really uh, blew me away with this tribute of the poet Titus Ewan. He captures uh, how the other writer is succeeding at trying to create greatness out of uh, literary art, but. 
I couldn't help and laugh a couple of times because recently I heard a tribute of my own name, Raz, and I was referred to as some kind of wizard or sorcerer who plans on destroying the entire world by Wayne. So uh, I, I didn't know whether to take this completely seriously, which could be true, or if this is another kind of like <laughs> mockery of uh, what there is of poets in general coming from uh, his perspective. <laughs> no matter what, Wayne is Wayne. Uh, Tila, <laughs> what did you think about that? Oh, uh, Wayne, you have uh, beautifully um, attributed to Titus. I just came to the Titus Whisper two, two, one or two months, thanks to Sarwa. And uh, I love the picture, a beautiful picture of uh, William Shakespeare there, Robert Burns and William uh, Worth and others, uh, poet. And um, Titus, you are a great writer. And uh, I'm so pleased that we are reading good poems of yours. And uh, thank you so much learning a lot from you. So thank you so much, Titus. And Wayne, you're brilliant. Thank you. And Sal, I'm going to put your piece up here in a second. What do you can think I, Can I comment? 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 Yes. Yes, Wayne, you may. You this, may, is you may. this is more fabulous. I mean, I love what I love about Wayne. He can change to anything. Um, he, he said, uh, Raz is a lizard. I think you are the lizard too, <laughs> because in a good way, because you can do tales, you can tell stories, you can change your voice. It's really amazing what you did. And I agree with you. Like, oh, it's just beautiful. It brought all the beautiful things about uh, Titus well-deserved, all his, what is a doctor, economist, all the great things. One of my favorite lines is, um, may, this, may his writing be forever heard. And I, yes, may his writing forever be heard. And there's another one. He's the, he rules as the eldest of his clan. This one made me smile. Because <laughs> um, it's true, like, uh, unfortunately, classic is kind of disappearing. And um, I hope it, it will come back. It's like classic music. People lost the taste for it, but it's back again. So I hope it will always stay there. And I agree with Tila. You just gave a beautiful... Uh, Tribute to to both. So yes, amazing, amazing Thank person, you. and le- I learned a lot from him as well. He's such a wonderful, wonderful, amazing. I'm writing one actually for him, but it's gonna take me forever <laughs> because I'm taking my time to I'll write. Tell you what, when he when he, when he mentioned uh, leader of the clan, I instantly my mind went to Highlander, and there can be only <laughs> one. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, your your piece is on the board, and I think after we get done with you, we're going to actually play a sound cut uh, by Titus. Okay. Uh, sorry, let's, oh, then maybe I, I could stay just listen to this and run. Hopefully, I won't be yelled at from my boss. Okay. Um, oh, butterfly. Oh, papillon. It's a short one. I'm going to read it in French first for you see. Oh, papillon, que le vent. Tout est elle que porte là où le soleil navigue et la lune marche. Vient l'automne, tu l'envoies vers les cieux. Hélas, ta triste rose, la triste rose se retire jusqu'à ton retour. Tes yeux en larmes rêvent de ton aile à peine close. Ta douce aile pleure ton cœur, ta poudre de lavande délivre. Ton souffle volette ses désirs. 
Si ton regard se pose sur elle, comme le papillon se pose sur une fleur, sa pudeur ne peut l'empêcher de rougir. Oh, butterfly, may the wind under your wings bear you where the sun says to the moon walks. Come fall, you fly, to the heavens. Alas, the sad rose recedes until your return. Her eyes dream of your barely closed wings. Your sweet wings brush her heart. Your lavender powder anticipates her. Your breath sees her desires. If your gaze, if your gaze rests on her like a, um, excuse me, like a, a butterfly rests on a flower, her modesty cannot prevent her from blushing. End of poem. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this, this is absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful, you know, uh, from coming from the French to the English. Um, the metaphor of the butterfly is just absolutely perfect. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's just more than just uh, talking about a butterfly itself, but actually talking about a person. And um, because ultimately a person, when, when they move forward, they're, um, they uh, they can look in that way and they can they can move in that way they can fly and I think the greatest moment for a person is when they can fly and that's what I that's what I feel about this. Um, let me Thank first you. of all before we get comments for you, Stella, I want to welcome to the show Steve. Hey, brother, how you doing? Good. How are you? Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Hi. Glad you could make it this morning. You going to need to read and run, brother? Oh, I'm off today. and no, Excellent. Got... Excellent. It is tonight. Wonderful. <laughs> so you get to, you, well, kick back and relax and enjoy our house, okay? <laughs> and uh, let me get some comments for Sal. Let's start with uh, Raz. Yeah, here I see the transformation of the butterfly. This is usually a symbol which requires metamorphosis and going through that learning process of uh, becoming greater than you were in the past. It's it's one of which you have to learn from your mistakes and try to uh, not achieve anything less but perfection. Thank you, Ross. And uh, Tila, what do you think? Um, uh, Salva, hi. <laughs> I, <Hi>. love your, <laughs> hi. I love your um, uh, beautiful sky. And I was expecting a butterfly, but it's a beautiful sky, a uh, little bit cloudy. But um, the the wordings are so sweet and beautiful. And I would like to uh, uh, agree with Raz uh, to be strong. And I love the line, your sweet wing brushes her heart, your lavender powder intoxicates, your breath stills her desire. And the best, I like, rest of a butterfly on a flower. Her modesty cannot prevent her from blushing. So I love that. Thank you so much, Sawa. Uh, you're the best. Oh, no, I'm not the best, but thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's so sweet. Thank you. All our best, but you are best. It's a love fest here, folks. It's a love fest. All right. 
<laughs> Rack, what what do you what do you think, Rack? Yeah, beautiful imagery. The the butterfly and 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 the uh, the, the gift of flight that the butterfly has, and uh, you know, paralleling that with the soaring of one's spirit and and, and growth. Um, great great imagery, Sal, and, and and a very uplifting poem. Thank you, thank you, Rack. Awesome. And I don't know, Steve, did you get to hear that one at all? I did not. I got here just a touch late. I'm sorry. Hey, no problem. No problem. That happened. Okay. Next, uh, we got a little bit of a treat for everybody. Sit back, relax. I'm going to play a little Titus. And we're going to get to hear The Troll by Titus. The Troll. The young curator tends to mount in some respects. My own superstition brings me to pursue ancestry. That's too cruel uncertainty for monorous effects. To crew the hoi polloi, the study of one's past old life spirit for a forensic nature. Now, for instance, Surge it would bring me to convey coincidences wired. Dense that the truth must be hidden. I'm surrounded by me with alibi that is to be hidden, draggle myself into an obscurity, a forbidden life I own primeval. A meticulous junket for a trolling not to convey reason. <laughs> To exist on this nifty occasion when tales accrue. If disbelief holds virtue, gossip cannot account for forensic God. Thy crucible, what penance is it? Truth or poibaloi? Tales run rampant in this search for truth. The poibaloi have diminished proof to the films of folklore, hidden. If I am to reveal myself, a gringo, or at least a forensic, a yeast uncovered, it be one lascivious nature to own, to be free from doubt that these possibilities do accrue the fanatical heritage of one's weight, if fear has to convey. Unknown that is, no alibi whatsoever will convey. Beyond the confusion and ugliness becomes this hoi the mystery is tantamount. Surrounding fear will accrue. Image of the mouthiest frenzy waiting. Lies if hidden a forgotten world that upon a time did once we own. To free is not to be. If beauty can afford to lose forensic. I'll not want, for I'm uglier than your being just forensic. If I could find a scratch, then a cloven hoof would convey the autonomy to show such proof. I have for you to own defiance of a nature, if scrutinized, to show these hoi ploi you've gathered unceremoniously, and tethers are hidden, the evil premonitions from the devil shows they accrue. A malignancy, perhaps, an elfin trait, to aspire the accrue without margin for error, 
minute fragments for a forensic show. Nonetheless, by what is there, a myth will convey oddity for use under the bridge if what becomes him. The furthest forbidden must be truth, since any hoi polloi could I ask. You burden alone, what you carry you own. The ungulate about it, intrinsically dying that what I want to convey is as trolls we the hoi polloi. Who in this mind I own the sole right to anacre. Wow, there's there's some amazing stuff. In my opinion, this was like, and, and for some reason I don't know why this came to my head, but it was almost um, BFG meets Schmeagle. Um, you know, it was like a big friendly giant meets uh, Lord, uh, the Hobbit, uh, and um, the Schmeagle character in Hobbit. The, the way the way that he read this was just phenomenal. I I loved it. It, it did. See that? Uh, Frank said it reminded him of Tolkien, and uh, that's exactly what I said too. It, it's kind. Of, it was kind of a, a mix between those and and yeah there was a lot of token uh within it and uh i think he just did a fabulous job um pre- presenting the the uh, story what do you think steve you know i definitely agree because i just finished writing a little comment on his poem and i said this makes me think of how in uh in Tolkien's stories he mentions that all those creatures exist but are so quick and masters of camouflage we just never see them and it makes me think, you know, how many cold cases are results of this troll. But I also thought that uh, perhaps it might be a metaphor for a local hermit who, you know, is surrounded by legend. You know, the kids saying he's a he's a warlock or some stuff like that. This is I thought this was really cool. That's that's so true. You know, the way, the way we uh, take a look at this, um, it, it, the way we take a look, I want to say, is that. Uh, when when I'm talking about the uh, the BFG reference, uh, I don't know if anybody's uh, heard the story, Big Friendly Giant, but the, the giants would normally go into town, uh, hide themselves, and then eat eat the children, and all they'd leave was the bones. And it was a brutal, kind of a brutal, brutal, brutal say in a brutal way to do that. But when the Big Friendly Giant spoke, he spoke kind of in, in his own little made-up language and, and different things like that. And there was um, a couple words within what Titus was saying that kind of reminded me of that. Uh, Selwa, what do you think? Selwa, are you still there? Actually, I'm talking to myself. I'm so sorry. I'm muted because I was afraid to hear all these noises here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, this is more, like fabulous. His incarnation, the voice incarnation that he, the way he read it, is phenomenal. Plus, I, I feel like it's uh, it's lessons of life written with um, classic and uh, elegance with wisdom. It just teaches so many lessons about gossip, about so many other things. And I like the softness of this monster, the heaven that talks to us, teaches us lessons of life. 
and when I agree with um, with all of you, it's a metaphor. There, people, there, there is always this wise person who teaches us lesson somewhere in this world. I think that's the voice of that person. Could be Jai, it could be um, legend, but in real life, there is always someone who has this voice of wisdom that is there. And I think you are one of them, Titus, <laughs> with this amazing poem storytelling. I just. I, I, I can't find enough words to really express my how much I like it. And um, thank you for this treat again. And uh, Raz, what do you think? Yeah, this had it going on. Citizen X, the movie of the serial killer. Because uh, when you hear the description of the troll, there's a constant reference of there being no forensic science which uh, I could identify him and so maybe it's a metaphor for those darker individuals who do not uh, deserve the right of victimizing certain members of society and ever being brought to justice by the law by the troll excellent excellent and uh Rack, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely got that Tolkien feel too when he started reading it. Um, I, I love his use of language. He resurrected some some very underused words like white boy. I, I haven't seen that in writing in, in, in long page, so I really had a smile when I saw it. Uh, even even Malfeasance was a little more common, but uh, his his use of it in, in, the, in the context of this is absolutely beautiful. Um, and and um, the telling of the story in such a way, you know, you could rationalize it and, and, and write it away as, you know, a common occurrence and, and it's not attributed to someone that's a troll. So, you know, no matter what you call, you know, the person that's doing it, um, the, the end result is still the, the, the beauty of the story and he really captured that well. And lastly, Tila. Um, first of all, the picture is very scary. I don't like it. I'm sorry. Uh, but I like the way um, Titus was, uh, oh, my God, he was a good storyteller. And I love the music. Uh, the background music was, oh, my God. And it's like, ooh, something like that. <laughs> and um, thank you. It, it was, uh, you know, worth uh, hearing the uh, the this kind of poet, big poem, because to me, I've heard it first time, and, um, you know, it, it was brilliant. Thank you. I like the story about it. Thank you. Excellent, excellent comments, everybody. Well, Sawa had to go. Thank you. So you have fun at work, Sawa. And uh, next, I think what we'll do uh, is have... Um, I want to say hello to Irish out on the board. Uh, good to see her. And I'm going to put uh, Tila since you're uh, okay. Since you're uh, okay. Since you're you got a uh, leftover from one of the previous shows, okay. we're going to have you go ahead and re- read that poem. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to refresh it. Here it is. Yep. <laughs> Mine is, uh, oh yeah, by the way, uh, Titus, uh, congratulations for winning gold. Uh, congratulations about that. And uh, I also won <laughs> gold, so ooh, 
Okay, this is called Grinning Cat, uh, and um, says, "Hi, Kitty. Tell me, what did you find amusing? Grinning. You hardly have a tutti. Your four tall tooths look so funny, as though you borrowed from your grandpa. Your triangle nose look like a squashed cucumber." Long whiskers, a green chin. Your eyes itself look like a fine pencil, bro. That's the end of prayer. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my goodness, this is this is so adorable. I love it. That that picture. <laughs> oh my god. When you were talking about the squash cucumbers and nose, I, I had to take a look at the cat's nose, and I'm like, what is? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like absolutely. Insane. It's like I, I I can see where you're talking about a cucumber, but it's like like that cucumber that's been um, maybe out in the sun a little <laughs> bit too long and starting to shrivel up. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely like that. what I see there. Yeah, so you did a wonderful, wonderful job in the description and all of the all of, all the way that you brought that. Um, let me get Thank a you. comment first from. Let's start with Rack. Rack, what do you think about this? Yeah, I, I, I really think she personified the cat very well. Uh, the, the minute she said triangle nose, you don't have to see the picture. You can kind of picture it. Um, you know, was a little thrown off like you with the cucumber reference to the triangle nose, but, you know, it, it fits the picture, and, and it looks like one happy cat, and, and uh, it's one happy palm. It was a, it was a beautiful job, Kayla. Thank you. <laughs> and Steve, what do you think? Sorry, I had to unmute. Yeah, I like this a lot. Um, I thought these were wonderful descriptions of an adorable picture. Uh, Kay and I have a few cats, so we've seen that face ourselves. Uh, usually it's uh, <laughs> just before or just after a sneeze. So, yeah, but this is <laughs> very, very cute. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and Raz, what do you think? Yeah, this is a great description of the feline. She uh, goes about it like a painter would, trying to draw a description of the subject matter until, like the other panelists had said, you imagine the cat before you, or if you had any uh, experiences with uh, the species in the past, that those moments were like, to behold uh, the actual feline. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wonderful, wonderful comments, everybody. All right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read one of the poems that was left over from one of our previous shows. And this is a poem by our dear friend and Belgium Dante. This is called Talking to My Demons Eleven. And it goes like this. <clears throat> Look at you so pathetic. This isn't the first time I said it. I should knock you out, drag you back in the pit, let you go all out. Once again, you know how it is to take a blow, even if it hurts your ego, just to just give your head a I crack it in two, crush it to the ends of the earth's crust and leave you behind in the dust. Shit, Dante, crawl out of it. You suffer, you holding it all down in a cluster, waiting till the anger blows up. No wonder you never reached the top. Give up, man. This is, was never our plan. 
You will never care about a random clan. Now you're afraid to get a ban. Fall without any reason. But still I come around more than every season. Let me drive us. Give Drive this gigantic bus. Pedal it to motion again. Crush every mountain. While you're on autopilot, I fill the slot. So excuse me if I pull out the trigger as I... As you are pushing my finger, Dante says something, damn it. What can I say then? Fuck it. I gave up everything we did. I controlled us nothing. Even if there was a little more, I have more than anything than you knocking on my door. So let me pull a gun too, coward unwilling to die. You're nothing more than an ego, nothing more than a lie. You're only there for a contest to show more than than the bigger plan. I pictured my mind. You are more than my stand. The only one who can turn me blind from everything I love to do. I let you go. Be my pilot of mind as I drive my body. Nothing will find me empty except me walking in this dark city. I want to crush us down in the river. Wonder what would we shiver if it's too cold or rest quietly as it's the last we feel before we both close the deal to never open up the same seal between us both that is closed that people swear and propose to never open up. I did and you showed up. So I close it now. So goodbye for now. End poem. Whoa. That is a mouthful. I'm out of breath. So I'm going to turn the comments over to Steve. Steve, what do you think? Yeah, I actually uh, read this one a few days ago, and I told him in my comment that, it, you know, it's often said that we are our own worst critics, and uh, that's what I see here, like an inner dialogue beating himself up. And I've been there myself. I told him, depending on what time of year, I'll be there again. Uh, it's hard not to beat ourselves up because of past mistakes or even something that wasn't our fault, but we still blame ourselves for. I thought this was very powerful. Uh, yes, it was. There was a lot of power behind it, a lot of um, aggressiveness, a lot of frustration just let out. And, you know, there's always always a, a piece or two that you really appreciate that does this, and this is one of those. Um Raz, what did you think? I also was there when this was read on a previous show. It was Mortuary, Poetic Slice. And uh, my opinion is this person is discussing through hip-hop a real state of mind that you can get into by losing track of what it's like talking to yourself until it's like a, a demon, some part of your own mind, which is always talking back. Ah, uh, that's a wonderful comment. Uh, Tila, what'd you think? I think it was very dark and sad poem, and it was full of hurt and pain. Uh, whatever he was going through, uh, I hope that um, he he calms down and you know get on with the next chapter, uh, with a better life, for a better future, for a better stuff, and forget the past. It, it's painful. I know it's very really hard. 
but um, we all should try, and that's what I say. Thank you. All right. With that, I'm going to ask Rack what he thought. Yeah, it's it's sometimes tough to look at ourselves in the mirror. You know, um, sometimes we don't like what what, what looks back at us, and, and, and it's rough. But um, you know that that contemplative voice that he uses um, is is uh, very powerful, and and, and it's, it's really a, a very thought provoking quality. Uh, All right. I want to go to the phone lines because I just noticed uh, we have a caller. And it just happens to be the boss herself, the ever-lovely, ever-talented Boo. Hey, Boo. What's up? Hi. Hi, how are you? Hello. Hello, everybody. Hi. Thank you, Boo. Hello. (laughs) Hi. 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 Hey, Boo. I just was cleaning puke off my shoes. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, well, Blue, I know you're at work. Yeah, it sucks, man. A hundred dollar shoes, brand new. I'm like, oh, that's okay. I'll be back later. <laughs> I can, I can. Hey, I got forty minutes. Don't worry. Okay, you got forty minutes. All right, then what? Uh, what I'm planning to do next is go with uh, Raz. Uh, we're gonna put your uh, poem on the board, Raz, and. Uh, let you go next. Yeah. Alright. As you can see I uh had my account recently lifted to a gold membership for now at least six months. So there's a picture of Kevin Spacey to go with a poem. Uh, oh, oh <laughs> <called> boy. <laughs> registry number. <laughs> if Rose McGowan can convict Weinstein for savage rape, if Megan Fox can remind others of Marco by name. If Lindsay Lohan is a bad girl with a forbidden sex type, if Billy Eilish can win Grammys newly come to the stage, if Kevin Spacey can have witness die who would testify against his name, if Mark Zuckerberg can be caught innocent with the only exclusive executive Facebook page, if Israel enslaved by Babylon and Romania was a captive state, if learning and love is known too late, nobody who registers significant waves to the global report were ordinary enough to be the people's side or the human race. What am I? And so Dang. <laughs> that's great. You you put so so much uh spin on it and um it, it it's a sad state of affairs that so many people are considered untouchable uh in society that uh that um you you put it in 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 amazing. You use pop culture. I think you use pop culture almost better than anybody that I know. Uh, you you bring it in. You you mix it in. You t- you tie it in, and it, it it's almost kind of like a pop culture meets a conspiracy theory meets a, a, a freaking genius. There you go. That's that's how I'll put you today, Raz. Boo, you were laughing your ass off. What do you think? He was touching all right. That made me sick, really. Uh, I agree with Jay. It's like nothing's off limits. Nobody cares. Everybody's touching everybody. I was so shocked when I heard about Kevin Spacey. I didn't believe it. Look at Bill Cosby, you know. I mean, these people were 
millions of dollars got no game, no game, and a ruined, ruined society for, and for everyone else. And then you go to the priests, and then everything else. It's just I don't know what's happened to morals and, and um, values. The people that were raised with class and respect, but it's really going out the window. And uh, you've shown it, and I thought that was hilarious, tongue in cheek, fun, and uh, something different for you. Although. Jay's right. Social commentary is your thing. You're a smarty pants, as we know. I just thought this was really funny. And maybe I'm sick. I don't know. <laughs> Good job. I'm glad you took the humor side. Satirically, it's not really a, a funny message. No, it's not funny. No, media funny receives message. more of a wider attention than anyone would yeah. consider their fellow man. It's That's a, like the whole twisted moral of the piece. And uh but there's humor there when you consider, uh, you know, these kinds of people who are uh, considered our, our role models or higher mm-hmm. states of human beings, and then they just corrupt that power. They just abuse it to and death, like Kevin Spacey. We believe it. We, we believe used to believe in Kevin Spacey. He didn't look yeah, like yeah, the bad guy in his movies. No, he's awesome. And you know what? We believe what the news tells us. All the fake bullshit, everything else, we we buy it. You know. Good job, Red. And uh, Steve, what do you think? Yeah, well, actually, Spacey was the bad guy in the Superman movie where he played Luther and he also the uh, usual suspects. But no, I'm just. He was awesome. Yeah. This is This is very powerful, Rez. These people with money, like you said, the role models. I don't think it's a fact that they don't have game. I think they just want to see what they can get away with, and then sooner or later they end up tripping and get caught. Uh, God only knows, like you mentioned Bill Cosby, God only knows how long he was doing that for before it finally came to the surface, or any of these people. And I see other things in there, too, about the forbidden sex type, and it made me think of how sometimes you can just get famous by, ooh, I got a sex tape on the Internet. Oh, boy, now I'm... Hey, Boo, how did you not know yours was out there? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I would not have a sex tape. I would be critiquing myself the entire time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm man. That is... My air. No, mm-mm. All right. Hey, uh, next, uh, I want to ask uh, Rack what he thought. Oh, wow. Talk about name dropping. I was trying to keep track of all the celebrities from everyone that you're skewing in this. I mean, really uh, very, very, very poignant. You bring, you bring about, you know, a great point about um, privilege and expecting to be able to get away with stuff like that. Just because, you know, but like, you know, do you know who I am? You know, I can almost hear that in the background. Do you know who I am? You know, why did I rape you? I mean, really? <laughs> you know, it's very, very poignant and thought-provoking, Raz. Really a great right. Thanks, Rack. Yeah, you can uh, hear Kevin Spacey's voice repeating those very words. <laughs> I was so disappointed in Kevin Spacey. I was really heartbroken because I think he's an excellent actor. That really, really made me bummed out. But it just grew kind of questionable what kind of friends he had over the years. Recently, they uh, leaked that he was around Jeffrey Epstein in the past, as well as Prince Andrew, and yeah, he had yeah. those uh, 
exchange party. All right. Not sure what we got going on, but someone's awfully loud in the background. If you're not talking, can you go ahead and mute yourselves, please? Uh, I want to give the next comment over to Tila. Tila, what do you think? I, I think Rez um, written very powerful, and I uh, agree with all of everyone. Uh, all of us need a simple life to enjoy life, but there are so many people who are abusing power and because they're lauded with a lot of, and they can do what they like. But uh, it's very sad. It's very sad, and uh, that's what I can say. Thank you. Thanks, Tila. Very true. You're welcome. Welcome. All right. What we're going to do next is, uh, let me see, what did you say? I want to see your, your autocorrect problem. The local weatherman's wide. <laughs> That's great, Steve. Mm-hmm. I love that. Hey, Boo. Boo, are you ready to read your uh, poem? <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> All right, we got you. your your poems on the board. Okay. Okay. Uh, it is? Oh, shit. I might need to refresh. Sorry. I'm so sleepy. Make sure you're on the right board. Here we go. Okay, sorry. Okay, this is called Intoxicated Clarity. Um, if I could inhale you, I'd rip you tight, the strength of a million dreams. My arms would flood you with passion, and you know what true love means. If I could inhale you, my chaotic storms would blow every leaf from your harmonious tree, leaving every inch bare so you could spend every moment with me. Uh, if I could inhale you, sunset would cause sunrise would still exist, and the paradox to herald your spiritual presence, worth every mile and each valuable lesson. If I could inhale you, we'd shine in vigorous colors of rainbows and sunsets, Size, so you can see how beautiful I see my eyes. Oh, boo. That is absolutely <laughs> adorable. Yeah, I gotta fix <laughs> boo, boo, boo. You, you dropped your edginess and you went to this nice little romanticism here. Um, absolutely mm-hmm. wonderful. Wonderful, and uh, yep. I, I love the way it ended up and the way it uh, it spelled out. It was just so romantic. Boo with her romantic side. All right, uh, Tila, what do you think about that? I think Boo is such a beautiful poem. Uh, I was uh, commenting everyone, and I couldn't find one, and I'm always thinking. Which one is she going to bring this time? Which one she is going to bring this time? <laughs> it's so, it's so beautiful. I love it, and especially I like the last line, uh, the last stanza. If I could inhale you, we'll shine in a vigorous color of rainbow and sunset beneath vivid sky, so you could see the beauty I see with my eyes. Oh wow, such a beautiful. God bless you both. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Love it. I, I, yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Hey, by the way, <laughs> I love Becky. I thought that was so hilarious. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, 
Um, I'm glad you enjoyed uh, Boo. Um, thank you so much. I loved it. Yeah, you're welcome. She lo- loved it so much it inspired her to write a rap. So that's how much she loved it. So, yeah, that that was quite amazing. Don't mess with ladies and masks. There you go. Raz, what do you, what'd you think about Boo's poem? This is uh, romantically beautiful. Some of the lines here, you know, the one on if I could inhale you, sunset would pause, sunrise would still exist, and a paradox to herald your spiritual presence. There is no other kinds of adoring words that you can hear from anyone, really, when it comes to loving them at the deepest or truest, sincere, and spiritual level. This is a a very heavy poem when it comes to expressing (laughs) yourself to another person. One could only hope that you don't unintentionally alienate who who she might have meant by the poem. If they hear these kinds of descriptions, they might just not kind of uh, think of themselves at such a higher esteem or light. The exaggerations are deeply romantic. Thank you, Raz. And Rack, what do you think? She definitely captured some powerful emotion. Um, you know, the, the, the if I could inhale you line. Um, I think uh, Candlebox has one called "Breathe Me In." It made me kind of think of that a little bit. Um, you know, yeah. the, the the idea yeah. of combining you know, your essence with someone else's, breathing them in, inhaling them. Um, you know, it's, unfortunately, my mind went to cocaine, so, you know. If I could... <laughs> love, love drug, I don't love that right? word. Love drug. No, 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 no. Your <laughs> metaphors are much more sophisticated than that. And, and, I mean, again, it's that, that's when you talk about snorting something and, and, and someone being intoxicating, that, that's just where my head went, um, kind of parallel to that. But you, you, didn't, you didn't do that at all. It was very different than that. It's just, you know, that, that that that's the thought that comes to my mind when you talk about nailing something. It, it, it's an unfortunate consequence of, of that expression in my head and, and probably no one else, so don't worry about it. No, I probably it. would, too, if I read that, Rex. No, it, it, it was very beautiful to put it, like I said. You, are, you made um, much, much more beautiful than the, the sun stopping and things like that, you know. And Steve, what do you think? Yeah, I thought this was awesome, Boo. Um, it made me think of you know when you're when you're with somebody that you truly love and you're in that moment, how time can freeze and all all of this imagery would just flood in in an instant. Um, yeah, I just thought this it was just it's beautiful. It's beautiful, Boo. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, I'm sure you know all about it. <laughs> all You're right. the lucky one. And um, but we're we're not quite going to move on without welcoming someone to the show first. Let me bring in the man, the legend, Will Gary. Hey, Gary, how you doing? Oh, yeah. Man, I'm so was... glad you said that. I thought, man, there's a legend that called into the show. I'm after a legend. That is, like, really cool. That's close I've ever been. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. How are y'all? <laughs> Doing good, Gary. Doing good. Well, Gary, you at work, brother? Oh, yes, sir. You know it, man. Ain't no rest for the weary. 
Now, when I get published, right. I'll be calling in to like an island or something and reading them on the beach, man. I can't wait. Y'all stay ready. All right. Then uh, let's kick you off and get you reading. Oh, bless. Okay, the one that I in, uh, put in there today is one I read the other day. I call it uh, A Really Real Tale by Lil Gary. Things I really don't want anyone to tell. I'm a writer that really can't spell. Everything I write, I really can't sell. And I try to be good, but I'm really going to hell. There's a really no water in my home's well. I'm really not perfect, and I've been to jail. And more than once, I really couldn't make bail. You really can't imagine how many times that I fell, except for this one time that me and my kids got really stuck for over an hour at Six Flags on a really big carousel. I'm really crazy, and I've never been really great. Sometimes when I'm really alone, I get really drunk, and I masturbate. There's never really been enough food on my family's damn plate. And I haven't really learned from any mistake. I really have no balance, and I've never been able to skate. And I really never owned a fence, much less a damn gate. I'm always running, really, just a few minutes late. And it's been over five years since I really felt like lifting any damn weight. I always get the really cheapest hotel. And I really hate my birthstone because I'm a Leo and it's a freaking pastel. I don't believe that aliens have been to Roswell. And I really only buy the cheapest unless it's on sale. I really hate people talking to me when I'm in a stairwell. And I really can't say no to a beautiful blonde bombshell. Because without real love, she'll never really get me to, to swell. Anyway, I really hope everyone is safe tonight as I bid y'all farewell. And I really want to say thank you for reading my really real little tale in porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're a trip, you're a trip brother. You, you absolutely bring it. And you bring it in so many ways. I, 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 I don't even know where to go on this. <laughs> I, I, I just... I really got stuck for over an hour at Six Flags. Oh my gosh, the horror yeah, that's story. story. That's a true story. I believe it too because the horror stories at Six Flags are just horrible. I have heard too many of them over the years. Man, I know it, it I used to raining. live. It was raining and uh, we had season tickets, so we just went anyway. And that lady said, "Hey, y'all want to get on the carousel?" I said it for two times. And she walked off, and we were there forever. Like, I'm throwing stuff at people, and I'm finna jump off this thing, man. It was crazy, but we had a good time, Emma. Is that, was, was that the one right outside of, uh, that, that's the one in down in Dallas, right? The one in Arlington. Yes, sir. Yeah, in Arlington. Arlington. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that I was think I was when there. my kid's mama was with us. We used to travel a lot and stuff. Then when she left, all that stopped, but. That was back in the day, in the good days. Yeah, I, I, I know I know that Six Flags. 
I know the one there. I know the one in Georgia. So I know I know a couple of Six Flags here and there. But um, definitely the horror stories they they don't give them justice. And I'm 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 so sorry you had to live through one. Uh, let let me start the comments off with the one, the only Boo. Boo, what do you think? Oh my God, you cracked me up, Gary. It's so it's so funny and so relatable, and I can see you. I can see this happening to you, but you you just saying like, oh well, fuck it. You know, you're just gonna go with the flow. That's how. It's- yeah, we just we'll keep going around. We'll go around again every time we come around the front. Like, hey, 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 hey. And you're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You're awesome for saying I'm awesome. <laughs> well, you're awesome for saying she's awesome for saying. Uh, I want to watch little Gary do a stand-up show, or come on and do it. Do your stand-up for a little while on a show. We'll talk about that if you want. You're just funny. No kidding. That would that would be that would be amazing. Yeah. All right, let me get you another comment. I stand all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hit you up <laughs> later. Let me get you another comment. So, Steve, what do you think? I definitely agree with Boo. This is totally relatable. And, yeah, Gary, you had me laughing. Uh, I just had to mute. Um, in my comment, I just said been there. It's for the skates. I used to speed skate. But, uh, yeah, first stands have been there. Second stands have been there. Uh, only it was a Ferris wheel, not a carousel. Third stands have been there. Yeah, this is just all very relatable. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I wish it was a Ferris wheel. That would be more creepy. No, it was one with them horses going up and down, a big one if you go into Dallas there at that one. I never rode it, but there was nobody there. I thought, this is a good time, me and my kids. But it was the spin of death. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see. Tiwa, what do you think? I think, Liz, Gary, you, it's such a painful um, poem you've written, and I like your the first line, things I really don't want anyone to tell. I'm a writer that really can't spell. Everything I write, I really can't spell. Uh, it's how true it is, how true. Um, we all write, and, uh, you know, we did not, nothing, you know. But it's such a painful story, and uh, I wish you and your family all the best. Uh, for the future, and you're brave to, you know, come out with the truth, and uh, I, I, I really applaud you for that. Thank you. Yes, ma'am, absolutely. I don't want you to think I get ahead of myself. I know I talk about selling my writing a lot, but I read a lot of dumb stuff that people make money off of, you know, and I'm always trying to help my family. That would be the greatest accomplishment. So uh, don't think I'm ahead of myself when I say that. It's much something greater. Thank you. There you go. You're too cute. And uh, Rack, what do you think? Very apt description of what you did. You know, the, the, the expression, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all comes to mind. Um, just just all, all these unfortunate things that, that, that happened to you strung together in, in, in a very, like, uh, uh, stream of consciousness. This is really, really very well told. Um, I enjoyed the whole thing. I just can't imagine getting stuck on a carousel because I mean, it's actually it's ground level. So, so you know. I, yeah, I know, but it was spinning, man, and I had three little kids. I couldn't leave them on the spinning death. And oh, the horses, okay. if you look at them, they don't look that sweet. Yeah, no, no. I, I didn't realize. Oh my God! It wasn't stopping. That's 
making out a brief. And the best line there was uh, comparing it to a perfect twist of heavenly debauchery. That kind of just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Thank you. Right there. <laughs> Racky poop. Yeah, you did a great job with this. I, I, I like that you picked the word serendipity because, uh, I don't know, I, I really enjoyed the movie Dogma, and I think that was the name of one of the angels from Dogma, or um, one of the characters, anyway. Um, so it, it kind of reminded me of that, and, and, and um, you definitely laced that into the um, the imagery throughout, too, um, when you got towards the end, um, you know, and... Talking a little about the coffee and the Peruvian roast, that that, that made me smile too. I, I like coffee, so I, I kind of was tasting that in my mind when you mentioned that and went there. I, this, this is really a very um, a very mellow poem, um, very serene. Um, despite, uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, it feels a little like um, a, a war background too, because of the uh, things that you've been through and whatnot. I don't know why, but. Um, yeah, the the, um, the serenity and the serendipity that you talk about comes through and, and overtakes it and um, makes it really uh, a very um, pleasant thought to me. I, I like it a lot, Jay. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, and Steve, what do you think, my friend? Yeah, um, I really like this a lot, Jay. Um, the imagery that you use in this, it's it's uh it's just packed yeah. with wonderful imagery of the Atlantic morning next to the pond. But what I really like and I'm sure you know which line I really like, uh the pumpkin seeds tripping the surface, <laughs> rippled mosquito bites, the uh the bluegill yeah. going after the mosquitoes on the surface of the water. I could just picture that and and the water steaming a little bit as you mentioned, um in in the first stanza. This is just this sounds like the perfect morning to me. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize uh, pumpkin seed is a type of sunfish, folks. It 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 is a type of oh. Uh, fish. Oh, that explains that then. Oh, we okay. started seeds. I, mm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was wondering what had to do with it. Okay, that explains. God of Kayla. What do you think? Right. Uh, uh, JCA, such a beautiful poem, full of love. And Steve took my line, pumpkin seeds, tips of his mosquito bites. Oh, my God. It's so brilliant. And somebody was earlier talking about coffee. Um, uh, if you love coffee, International Cafe is open for you. Please try. There you go. <laughs> Please drop back. Shameless plug. We, we have world of healing for you. <laughs> we have world of world's coffee of, and Peruvian, uh, Italian. Um, if you want, uh, uh, from Turkey, from anywhere, India, anywhere, we will give you a good coffee. So if you love coffee, international co- uh, cafe, please do drop by. Thank you. Illustrate tension. Really, this is creative, like, times from early 20. It's the rainbow of creativity. Great job. Thank you, Boo. Thank you, Boo. Um, Raz, I'm going to have you go ahead and read our next poem for us. 
Yeah, I'd love to participate in today's All right, activity. I got one from Rob Cohen, Rob Cohen, who's out on the board right now. So. All right. This is uh, Rob Cohen's The Old Colossus. The Old Colossus. Lady Liberty stands frozen, stiff statue, scratching her head. Sick of plastic lice and politician lies. Two, blood-stained red carpet, road to smoke, scorching torch, extinguished with burnout hope. Tattered rag rope, coat of cement, last two cents, lost on drunk, poker bets. Three, Tootsie Rose scroll, chewed up. Bad out on shore, forming sticky food stamps, opening doors, feeding the poor. Four, crown of thorns, sworn to serve and protect, double bluff agents swerving with prickly neglect. Flames of Cheetos, crumbling crumbs, feeding, stumbling, bum neighbors in newspaper towers. Five, rickety refuge rafts reach the shore and paddle U-turns toward waves, higher in the immigrant wall and poem. All right. I I see something here that is very um kind of <laughs> similar to what you wrote here, um using the pop culture and and uh the destruction of of um the society and, and the morals of society you from politics. Uh, I think that first uh, vine of the vignette kind of sets the whole thing up. Sick of plastic, you know, talking about Lady Liberty, talking about the Statue of Liberty, mm-hmm. standing there um, wondering where the hell Liberty went uh, based off of mm-hmm. those stupid politicians and the way our society is going. I think um, he kind of threw in pop culture here and there to help uh, tell that story, and uh, you know, I'm I'm looking at the, that ending. Rickety refugee rafts reach the shore, and paddle U-turns towards waves higher than the immigrant wall. Um, this is a, a story of how this country in itself has fallen. Um, they used to be the land of opportunity. I don't know what you call it, the land of anymore. So amazing job, Rob, like usual. Rack, I meant Raz, you read it. What'd you think? Yeah, that last line is all but apocalyptic because this nation was founded on migration. You know, the original mm-hmm. colonists came here from Britain in order to form the United States of America. And so uh, when you reach the thought of all this deportation or having migrants detained because they don't have the proper papers in the millions. You have that immigrant wall there in the final stanza. Like it's a, some form of a political backfire, which is actually ruining our national policy. You go, Raj. I want to say hello to Bokar out on the, uh, out on the um, board. Well, oh, our newest member of the family from uh, Gambia. He's from Gambia. Everybody say hello to Bokar. Great to great okay. on there. And um, 
say hello to Rick out on the board, uh, our brother from the United Kingdom. Oh, slick Rick, love you. Great to see him. All right, let me get another comment uh, for Rob from Rack. Yeah, I, I could definitely see um, a commentary on the loss of liberty and, and uh, the imagery of the Statue of Liberty and the police and uh, you know, and some of the other lines that to make his point. Uh, is that, and the, the last line, like everyone keeps mentioning, you know, making, paddling in and making a U-turn, it's, it's like, you know, disappointing, you know, what, what we... What, Comparing us to what we thought it used to be thought of and what we used to be, you know, you mentioned, you know, um, we, we've had, uh, the United States has had a couple of different nicknames, you know, now, now it's almost like we've become a joke. And it, it, it's it's sad to see what, the way things have developed and, and um, you know, to feel like you have no influence over what's happening anymore. All right, and um, Tila, what do you think? Uh, I think, Rob, you have nailed it. I love the, your imagery, the way you went through the whole liberty with the torch, with the each and everything. I really loved it. And, yes, I would like to say America uh, is a land of immigration. All of us working very hard. Uh, fulfilling our dream, trying to love each other. And it's sad due to corona and a lot of other stuff um, that liberty is frozen at the moment. But uh, all we need is a hope and a hope that everything goes back to order. And I know it's sad at the moment, but it doesn't stay long. Uh, it will move. Uh, we, all we have to do is just be optimist. Thank you. Boo, what do you think? Oh, uh, you know, everything he writes is so good and he makes you think. And he's young, but he can write. There's no tomorrow. And uh, everything he writes makes you think. And he's very much in your face. Talking about the liberty, I agree. But what about the liberty of the. What has COVID done to our liberty, right? We can't even have any freedoms that we used to have before. We throw out all the points that he brings up, I think, are relevant. It is um, a great country with all kinds of people. So um, I, I, I hate that whole, you know, so-and-so stealing our jobs. No, they're taking all our jobs. No, they don't want to do our jobs. Like, make up your mind, you know. Uh, I think this is great. It makes you think, and I think he's an amazing poet. And lastly, I'm going to have Steve... Make a comment. We are going to put your poem up on the board, but we got a little bit of a surprise here before you read your poem, Steve. So what do you think about that, Steve? Uh, yeah, I definitely um, – uh, Rob's stuff is always very powerful, and like Boo said, in your face. And uh, there's been a few of his poems that he really enjoyed my response because I kind of went on a little rant myself. But uh, this one just speaks so true to me of the uh, – of the uh, corruption, I think, in today's society and politics. Um, and I just wonder, I said in my comment to him, I wonder if we were to dig up the forefathers, they may be spinning uh, rather than turning in their graves. Uh, I thought this was awesome. Yes, that's absolutely right. So before I put your uh, thing, we're going to take a little bit of a music break here. 
and we hope this is a boss's request. So uh, I wasn't expecting you to say this, but here we go. This is great. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, a rap song by Tila and Becky Friend. <laughs> Thank you. Yo, ladies, here it goes. Break it down. <laughs> Sweet and slow, like the river flows, like the rhythm goes. Come hear my song. Something's going on. Oh, my God, nothing shows. Oh, my God, no one knows those. Ladies in mass, taking two paths. A raging contagion. Talking trash. A raving mash. Brave. Ladies in mass, where are the tulips? The black and blue lips. Petal pink cute lips. Where are the real red Lips marooned, abandoned, swatted out. Lips shout so sweet and slow, like the river flows, like the rhythm goes. Come hear my song. Something's going on. Oh my God, nothing shows. Oh my God, no one knows those ladies in math. Smashing profits, crashing markets. Prada, puzzle, Gucci, trouble. Living in a bubble, those ladies in math. Beauty budget slash bit on hash. High and getting attitude with the color nude. Ladies, give up your pouts one by one, two by two. Scarlet and ruby visions, oil of persimmon, pigment and crimson beeswax rainbows by the truckload. Hit the road. Mama's favorite shade, sugar babes made and fabricate. Mary Kay, lipstick unsold. Ladies, bold, natural, detached, so sweet and slow. Like the river flows, like the music goes. Come hear my song. Something's going on. Oh my God, nothing shows. Oh my God, no one knows. Those ladies in masks. <laughs> Thank you. Holla. Full shizzle, Tila. Holla. You go, girl. You go. You're awesome. I'm literally crying. Thank you so much. Yeah, you guys are awesome. That was so amazing. It's a happy Becky loves to crack me up. I know, Becky. Anyone who sings on the radio gets my props because I would never... Great, you guys had a great time with that. It's funny, it's fun, it's humorous. It, it's, I love the Becky raps. The whole thing is great. And you, when she told me you helped write it, oh my god, I was, I was like even happier. Awesome job, Taylor. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. It was lying with, uh, you know, the the time I came uh, to AP. It's been like five months now, and I wrote this uh, and I sent it to two people, but they were not interested. I don't know why. But oh, she took it and she made it so beautifully and we both collaborated nicely and she put and the way she sang, oh wow, I love it and I love it, I love it. Thank you so much. And she did a great job. Thank you. You know and you know what else, Tina? This shows how much you've grown in only five months, in my opinion. And it's pretty <laughs> nice to me. Thank you so much, Boo. I love it. And coming from you guys. Uh, I, I, you don't know how I feel. I, I feel like I'm touching the sky. Thank you so much, and I God, God bless you all. And AP, I love you all. Thank you, and JCA, everyone. Awesome. Awesome. 
All right. Hey, Steve, I'm going to, before I put your uh, link up, I'll let you make a comment to uh, to that wrap. (laughs) Well, yeah, I like this a lot. Um, I just said in my comment that uh, I haven't really liked rap since the late 80s, early 90s, when like MC Hammer and and Tone Loke were the ones doing it, because to me, rap music nowadays isn't really music, but this this is music. (laughs) This is awesome. It's a, it's the first rap song I've liked since like 1992. So, bravo! Oh, Excellent. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. It's, it's hammer time. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> All right. This one is actually written to a song, loosely, uh, from Thin Lizzy, uh, "Whiskey in the Jar," and it's called "The Mason Holds Liquid Treasure." Two-fingered amber liquid sloshes Bend then straighten wrist Recapitulate Hold clear glass vessel to the fixture Peer through Seeing blurry echo of the ivory filament Sniff Fetching aroma of black licorice Invades nostrils Coarse threads and dent lips Tilting Until the first bit of moisture Burns anterior tongue Flood gums and embrace fire Gaze at ceiling, let heat slide down esophagus, settling in the belly, warming the body from gut to fingertips, toes to follicles. Braille raises on skin, spinal cord quakes, numb, orgasmic elation. Refresh the jar again. Apparitions fade into obscurity. End poem. Wow, I've been there. (laughs) <laughs> it's been a long time, but I, I've been there. I understand that feeling, and I know we got we. I know we got a bartender out in the uh, out in the board right now listening in. Uh, so definitely uh, something that uh, she's seen a bunch of people uh, in her time uh, going through all this too of, of just drinking themselves to a numbness, drinking themselves to where. They don't want to feel anymore. They want it all just done. And, uh, yeah, I I can really feel that in this piece. And I do like the song. Um, I also think uh, Metallica's remake was one of the best uh, cover songs um, around as well. So I agree. um, agree. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so I definitely know that song. Uh, Let me get boost. Boo's comment, since she used to be a bartender. Yeah, I, I know, uh, Steve, that you had your own situation with drinking, and uh, so did I, so I can really relate to this one. Um, it's a really good brevity, but you really have uh, a lot in here. I love that jar, uh, too, by the way. <laughs> uh, I love the use of that word, too. And um, it kind of reminds me of, like, it's there... You know, it should, it's tempting you. It's there, you want it, you don't, you do, you want. And then as soon as you do, you're like, oh, here we go, kind of. Uh, and then the relief that it gives you and, the, and everything fades away and you forget everything. That's, I think that's why they call it liquid courage. And then the ending apparition fade into security. Because maybe because you said that because you're numb, I'm not sure. But uh, either way, relatable and unique and a great poem. Thanks, Boo. 
Rack, what do you think? Welcome. I think I can use the train. <laughs> I, 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 I like this. Um, I, I don't think I know if it's going to be long, but, you know, I mean, they may have a liquid in the mason jar with stuff made up. It's just to know exactly what you're talking about when it comes to it. It's it's kind of a universal image, and, and uh, you know, slipping away and, and uh, making yourself numb is... Uh, not unfortunately uh, a, a unrelatable thought. Uh, it was very well, uh, very well thought out and, com- and uh, composed. Thanks, Rick. Great comment, Raz. What do you think? Yeah, this would be uh, one of the best pieces I've read by Steve Update. I. Uh, just love the thought of whiskey when you have it poured down of uh, any kind of uh, bottle. It's coming from the Masons. They were original heavy Scotch drinkers or silver toads, the earlier colonists of the United States. And there's that whole legacy there. That's the very thought of anything which is rye. Thanks, Rance. And Tila, what do you think? Um, Steve, uh, very lovely imagery. I, I love the way you've written down. And uh, thank God I don't drink <laughs> and will never. Um, uh, but uh, I've, I've seen many, but I've seen uh, many people, and I know few who had a lung cancer because of heavy drink. And um, that's a sad thing, you know. You do forget everything, and you just, you know, but you don't know how much you destroy yourself. So that's a sad thing. All right. Um, let's move on here to the next poem. And uh, Boo, can you can you read the next poem for us? Yeah. Hey, Steve, how many years have you been sober? Oh, uh, 22. Oh, you go, boy. There you go. Yeah. Good job. Okay, you may have to refresh, Boo. I just put Heavenly Angel on the board. Okay. Uh, okay, there we go. Heavenly Angel? Oh, I like that picture. called Whisper. You're the whisper in my wind that blows through my hair. Unceasing are the thoughts given to me by your loving spirit, so soft like feathers inside my ears. The night holds whispers of love, whispers of trust, and whispers of our eternal friendship. Whispers of faint speculation, saying they know whose pen bequeaths such tender oscillation in the spray of dreams. I wake in the morning with you by my side, thankful every day you're alive. In poem. Ah, oh, there's the queen of romance hitting again. <laughs> As we all know, yeah, she just she just brings it and pulls it out and and uh, you know lays it all down for us. You know, I, I look. Uh, the night holds whispers of love, whispers of trust, and whispers of eternal friendship. Oh man, that is just uh, beautiful, beautiful. Boo, you read it. What do you think? Well, I like, I can't help but think of um subsequent whispers of faint speculation whose pen bequeaths 
And I know what she's talking about. It's funny because if you write a poem with somebody or you have a collaboration with somebody, sometimes people think automatically you're fooling around or whatever the case may be, and that's not always the case, although sometimes it is. But uh, And then she's talking about being grateful for having that person there through it all, no matter what, and that's what real love is. And I say let the people keep them guessing and make it good. <laughs> and let me get a comment from. Let me see. I saw them on board. Oh, Tila, what do you think? Um, I think it was a beautiful poem, a lovely poem. I love the line. I wake in the morning with you, my size. Thankful every day that you are that you are okay. I love that. Thank you so much. Having a very beautiful point. Okay. I want to go ahead and just for a quick second, I'm, I'm letting my my phone's got a, a refresh here, folks. So hold on. And. Uh, Having a little bit of a problem connecting to the blog talk, but uh, while while I connect to the blog talk, let me let me welcome to the show Patrick. Hey Patrick, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Hey good. Can you guys hear me just fine? Yeah, we hear you. Yeah, you're 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 a little you're a little kind of in a tunnel, but we can hear you. Where do you work? Uh, cool. right <laughs> uh, no, I have a mic that's built into like this kind of headset, and it's a weird headset. Got it. But at least I can right. hear everything now. Just fine. Yeah, you, like I said, you're still a little bit echoing, but we we can hear you. All right, Boo. I'm going to get comments for Heavenly Angel now. Um, You just commented, right, Boo? Yeah, you did. Yep. Yep. Um, Let me get Steve's comment. Yeah, um, Heavenly Angel is like the master of romance, as we all know, but she takes the, uh, what I think one of the most intimate things there is about romance, the whisper, because you have to be so close for the whisper and it's such a romantic uh it's just a romantic word and this is just a wonderfully romantic brevity i don't know what else to say but she just she just knows how to bring it and and uh definitely amazing i totally forgot who i asked to comment so far on tila um did i ask you yet? i i i did yes i did i already commented i think raz raz i needed you to comment yeah, I was uh, knocked off for a second. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. All right. This is uh, what I expect from this writer, the kind of poetry that you could uh, really make a commitment in uh, repeating the words to another on professing the nature of love. They are a hallmark kind of writer. Absolutely perfect comment there. Um, let me see. Just bear with me. See where I'm going to go here next. All right. 
Yeah, it was such a beautiful poem. All right, let me see where I'm going to go next on this. I, I think I'm going to go ahead and read to you guys. Um, actually, why don't we have, let me see. Why don't I have Patrick read his piece next? That would be better. So let me put it on the board. All right, Patrick, you're up. Patrick, are you still on mute? There's someone telling somebody else off in the background. No, wait, 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 wait. He called back. Sorry. Patrick, <laughs> sorry about that. Can you hear? Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. You, your poem is up. Read everything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to reading. Okay. So this is just a silly poem that I wrote, and I'm going to go ahead and read it. Actually, hold on. One second. Michael? Yeah, here's the group. I'll let you know in a minute. No, he's not. You're welcome. Okay, sorry about that. Okay, this is called, This is a Poem That Has Too Many Characters. And it goes like this. Why must love always feel like breaking? Why are there sign-up petitions and auditions to the table where love needs to follow suit because anger, dissatisfaction, and oh, let's not get started on how fat loneliness is. Well, you see, we are at this party. Anger keeps hammering loneliness because she claims that there, that her only way to survival is through this, some emotional breakthrough where you see the satisfaction totally satisfied about it to the point we had to get a doctor. Anger seemed to have a simple loneliness. He loved the isolation and went buddy-buddy. He would even call his good friend lust to the ropes, and oh, how sparks would fly. Let's not forget how easy it is to get lust near loneliness. All because communication was in the room. I mean, hell, communication had a nice ass. So with little bonding and the whole idea of anger flirting with danger, danger was only here because of alcohol. And alcohol only came to the party because, well, let's face it, well, let's face it it's a party. Alcohol isn't going to miss it for anything. So back to me sitting in the corner. I'm watching people and here comes shyness. I've seen him. He has my thoughts. But he never speaks because communication is always flustered with lust. And let's not forget, sexiness is the focal point of any party here. The alcohol is always too busy and alcohol is always too busy keeping away sorrow under the table. But I find myself lost in shyness. Not because of the crowd he has, but because he's here at this party avoiding danger, isn't talking to anger, didn't drink with alcohol, and might not be around communication, but at least he helps see sorrow out the door. Then while loneliness was struck crying next to the pool table, he told solitude to get her a handkerchief. So being love, I can't help but find that attractive. End poem. 
That is super cool. I, I love the overall personifications that you uh, present within this within this poem. Uh, talking to personifying alcohol and and personifying uh, sorrow and shyness and all of that. I love the personifications here in in the uh, feelings and the actions and uh, the the different uh, tales that it portrays. Instead, instead of it, it, it's kind of like, um, gosh, what was that one, uh, um, that one movie that had all those personifications of, of a person's emotions, and they got all mixed up. That's that's kind of what what I see here is you you personify different actions instead of emotions, and I think that is, that's super cool. I, I love the way that this turned out. Uh, Raz, what do you think about it? Yeah, there's a level of honesty with this poem. It's kind of like Mikowski in the modern sense. Why this poem has too many characters is because these relationships are not working out, being described either from uh, mixed emotions or too much drinking or just a lack of faith. And so uh, there's a mix of irony here with the sense of... uh, understanding of what it means to be in a relationship which is just uh, not working out, period. That title is pretty brilliant. This is a poem that has too many characters. So, you know, from there you're drawn in, keep on reading, and try to understand it. All the thinking really what's uh, setting apart this couple or is there really that other person why they're kind of never taken somehow and uh, let me get a comment from Steve yeah I like this a lot Um, I think that you could shorten the title the way this reads you could shorten the title to just say life uh, because life has too many characters, and this the personification, like Jay said, of the the emotions, the the actions, and other things that you'll see at any party that you go to. It's it's um, it's amazing the way you did this. I like the uh, narrative feel you gave it, almost like a, a Humphrey Bogart detective movie type thing, where he's talking about his moves and all that. And it's it's really cool. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's very relatable because we've all experienced each of these. I think probably. In the same environment that you're describing, this is this is awesome, Patrick. Thank you. And Boo, Boo, what do you think? Uh, yeah, well, you know, um, Patrick, I always say the same thing, but he's so good and he's so talented, and you know, every time he writes something, brings a whole new perspective and a different point of view. I love that. Why must love? always feel like racing when they're trying to petition and auditions. That's just great. If only there was auditions, how many would people would fail? Um, the, the loneliness he gets, the survival, all the emotion of it all. You're very good with your emotions and reading people, I think. Um, and you always make a good point, valid point. Um, communication has a nice ass. You know I love that part, too. Um, the whole thing is him. It's sort of a, his look on it, and it's so... Refreshing, keen, and I think entertaining. Awesome poem, Patrick. 
Thanks for calling. And Tila, what do you think? I think Patrick. Oh my God, you nailed it! I love this poem. It's it's such a like a loneliness is talking about it. The alcohol is talking. Um, the um, shyness is saying something. And then there you are standing, uh, sitting in a corner, looking at everything, what each and everyone are doing, and they, uh, you know, how you're thinking, your, your, the way of your thinking is, oh my God, it, I loved, I loved it, I loved it, very nice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes, Steve, the movie was Inside Out. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> All right. Uh, I am going to read the next poem, and this is from our very own Frank, Poetic Picasso, and he is dedicating this to a special female friend on all poetry, and this is called Sensual Scorpio, and it goes like this. Yes, my secret lover. There are mortal men who just play and tease. And there are Latin men who know how to damn please. And I am one that bewitches any woman with my penetration. As we ride up and down with my stamina and physical attraction. Until I make you squirt with the dripping oil and grind. Making you moan incessantly. And lose your mind when you enjoy the surge, the orgasmic tsunami of Spanish ecstasy, and I fulfill with sat- total satisfaction your sexual fantasy. For I'm the only exotic and zodiac lover who can make your body quiver under the hot cover and make you scream with loud, with just my erotic thrust before you begin to indulge in your phallic lust. Until your body burns in the blaze of my unrestrained seduction and accumulates in the gushing pool of my erection. So do you not want me to tame you all night? Do you want me want to play my wicked game of delight? Do you prefer to see, just watch and see? Or do you want to tease me? Are you curious to know What is the taste of my carnal flesh? Oh, I tell you now, I am the man that you desire and wish. I am the sensual Scorpio, a burning coal and Romeo, the tame bull of conduction and your volcanic eruption. Uke calor, ole, ole, ole. And poem. <laughs> Damn, that's a good deed. There you go. Good poem. <laughs> uh, let's let let's. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna. Yeah, that, that's where I'm gonna start with this. Well, for one, it, it is a very very sensual read, and my brother with the Mediterranean blood uh, definitely brought it home, nailed it here. Um, I want to ask uh, Steve what he thought of this piece. I don't know what to say other than, uh, yeah, it's all there. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, sounds like a a great night to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> definitely, definitely. And I, I know there's, there's someone who just loves to comment on uh, Frank's pieces. Um, let me see. Rack, what do you think? Get it, Rack. Oh, we lost Rack. I'm sorry. We lost Rack. Uh, let me throw Raz under the bus then. Raz, what do you think? <laughs> I'm not going to survive under the bus wheels yet. I'll try to comment on this poem. Like everything else I read of this uh, Latin lover, as he describes himself, poetic Picasso has brought upon it yet again the description of what it's like to learn actual intimacy in uh, someone else when uh, getting together and going through that whole process of making love. So what else is there really? There's nothing else here in a metaphor except how sensual how to uh, experience the pleasures of uh, sexuality. And um, I tried to look into this differently, and it just uh, adds up to that same message. Uh, can we get together sometime? <laughs> That's great. Hey, Rack is back. The Rack is back. The Rack is back, mm-hmm. Mr. Juice. Never too far away. Oh. After you is my heart, Rack. All right. Let me get a comment then from Tila. Tila, what'd you think? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. I'm just going to giggle. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. We've been saving the best for last. Uh, Boo. I know Boo wants to comment on that. Oh my God. <laughs> Whoa. Well, first of all, I thought the lead was awesome. Um, you did Frank justice. Too bad you couldn't read it, Frank, because you are the sensual Scorpio. You know, they do say the best lovers of the Zodiac are, for men, that is, Scorpio, Leo, and, um, oh, the other one. I forget. I'll think of the other one later, but, um, there's no mortal man who just play in tease. That's just, the Latins, they know how to please. <laughs> now, this is LL back in the saddle. <laughs> Latin lover. Uh, bewitches any woman. I love the confidence. I love the straight up in your face. Uh, he's telling you like it is. He's telling you it's going to be one hell of a ride, and he's not holding anything back. And that I like. I love the ending, though. Uh, ole, ole, ole. It's just hilarious. Um, let me grab a red cake or whatever. <laughs> Good job, Frank. Works for me. I'm I'm looking looking up your stat right now, Boo. Trying to figure out. I got this list. Come yeah, on, it's, it's not uploading. And Taurus, I think, for men. I'll find it for you. Don't worry. Well, I'll 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 dare to uh, to. Uh, they say Libra. Is, they say Libra is number one. Sagittarius is two. Taurus is three. Taurus is on there yet. What about Scorpio? It's on there. I know it is. I'll look. Scorpio is six. I'm going to say that that's a bunch of BS. 
<laughs> because uh, I'll, 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 I'll do any of them. Damn. Okay, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, yeah. Um, well, Carr is listening now from from Gambia. It's great to great to hear him and see him out on the on the board. Uh, giving giving you a shout out, Bokar. Welcome welcome to the family. Great to see you. Uh, let me. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. I've got several poems to read and not much time to get through them. So what we're gonna do is probably uh, go ahead and read some of these poems. Uh, there's no one that's on the board. No one that's here. And we're gonna just get a few few comments here and there from them. And we're going to move on the best we can to get this done. So, uh, without further ado. What do you think of Frank's poem? What's that, Boo? What do you think of Frank's poem? What? I thought, I already told you, I thought it was very sensual, very hot. And, you know, he's my Mediterranean, he's, he's my brother with Mediterranean blood, and he just brought it. And uh, really, really enjoyed that, uh, that way he brought it. And, uh, like I said... I, I, I'll tell you what. Um, as far as I'm concerned, a Virgo likes to please. That's all I gotta say. Uh, <laughs> okay, gotta get your own in there, don't you? Uh-huh. I gotta get me in there. Yeah, gotta get me in there. All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna have um, Steve read our next poem, and uh, let me grab it for you. All right, we have a poem from Pupil. Oh, geez, I was just about ready to put it down there. Let's <laughs> put it in the wrong place. All right, Steve, if you could uh, read people for us. All right. Oh, my. It's opened up here. This is by Pupil, and it's called Apprentice. The marionette goes, kind puppeteer fellow, mean jaw strings, plucky, two draw posture, albeit benign. This bulimic, bulimic grin stinks with taught lectures and bohemian fiddle abouts. Try these helium focals. No reptile should slump upon blind blizzard caressings. 100 proof glib and quench, parched indifference. Does a cheek not deserve a sip of the cheer in silence? The puppeteers clench, jabbers prickle my xiphoid, prick. In time, cat gut trivialities summarize every dreary par- panorama sealed in worn rows of pillow currency. Will <coughs> magpie the thespian till your guts whimper like gnats. End poem. Wow, there is a lot of depth behind this. <laughs> Almost, mm-hmm. almost so much depth. I, 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 I would need to read this one a bunch of times. I, 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 re- I rarely get, um, get uh, um, stumped, but with this one, who, uh, I, I'm, I'm fairly stumped. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> getting a little distracted here, folks, but. There, oh man, the one thing I love, I love the mention of magpies. Uh, anybody who knows what a magpie is, it's a type of bird that likes to steal, steal stuff. And uh, where did I see it? There it is. With magpie thespian, thespian, till your guts whimper like gnats. 
Uh, this, this has got so much, so unique, so um, absolutely just just um, right there. I, I'm really impressed. Um, and let me get a comment uh, from Raz. Yeah, there's a real kind of darkness with this poem, The Apprentice. It's showing you one side of the equation where there's the marionette who represents the person who's subjected under control. And then the other side is the puppeteer. And he has or she no respect for the person they control or manipulate. And so you have that sense of relations like this going on all the time. Uh, not in front of anyone's face. And it just uh, gets under your skin. Why someone has to be the marionette for that puppeteer? He's a real diabolical figure in all forms of art. Would be my own confession. It's a private view. I do not like the puppeteer. <laughs> and Steve, you read it. What do you think? Well, I'm not usually one for metaphor, as most people know, but this one. Uh, for some reason, spoke to me of uh, of addiction or alcoholism. Um, the puppeteer being the, the substance that's controlling and manipulating the marionette, which would be the you know the addict. Uh, I definitely thought this was powerful stuff. Tila, what do you think? I think the picture was scary again, and the puppeteer is the thing. Um, and uh, it was abstract and dark picture, um, and the puppet with his bohemian fiddle. Or <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was um, a n- nice imagery, very good. Thank you. And uh, let me see, Rack. What do you think? What was that, Rack? Uh, so, sorry. Um, I kind of... Okay, no problem, no problem, no problem. I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just didn't hear it. Yeah, I, I, I love that marionette um, puppeteer reference that you guys all brought up. That, that That's actually quite a brilliant way to look at it. Uh, let me get... Let me see what we got next going on. All right. Tila, I'm going to ask you if you could read a poem for us. Let's okay. See if I can get one. Yes, this will be perfect for you. Okay. Uh, I'm just and uh, into it's, my by, it's by Fall, Fallen Heart. And here you oh, go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I got it. Uh, painted on flesh. By fallen heart, tears are painted on my face. Sadness is embedded in my skin like thorns. The rain cleanses my tainted heart from all the pain. The pain still lingers like petals floating on top of the ocean. Cause the storm rolled in. End of poem. 
short, sweet, to the point. Um, okay. yep. Absolutely loved the, loved the way it went. It was a sad, sad story, a sad feeling behind the whole thing, but in a brilliant way. And uh, what do you think, Tila, reading it? I think, um, yeah, as you mentioned, it's very, very sad. And uh, people who go through, you know, sadness, and um, it's 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 completely uh, heartbroken, you know. And when you feel it, then you 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 just cannot describe it. And um, and yes, here it says the pain still lingers like petals floating on top of the ocean. Of course, the storm rolled in. Yes, it's um, something like that. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, let me get one more comment Thank you. Uh, from Steve on this. Steve, what do you think about it? Yeah, I definitely think that the, it's a it's a brevity that says quite a bit and just, uh, what is it, five short lines. Um, I was just making a comment on it saying that, you know, crying, it does help release the pain, but it doesn't mean the pain goes away. Uh, the pain is always there. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you can't get used to and becomes part of your everyday life. This is, uh, yeah, very powerful. All right. Like I said, I wanted to I want to hey. kind of push these poems a little bit. Yes. I just want to point one thing out to um, a thought that uh, uh, tears painted on faces, um, you know, that, that sounds like a tattoo. And um, a very common prison tattoo, um, when you go to prison, they paint, they do the tattoo of the teardrops. So pain being a prison, that, that was a, a, a great image and a great uh, in addition to this for me. Awesome, awesome comment. Awesome addition. And I'm going to go ahead and read the next one. Let me see where I want to go from here. Man, we've got a lot to read here, folks. Short time to read it. So let me read this one from Faye. And here we go. This is called The Morning of the Sun. And it goes like this. The wolf calls to the midnight moon, and so the calling of my soul, a reaching beyond my empty grasp, I can feel my spirit speak her name. And in my mind, I see her smile. Her memory alone is left. And all else she was is lost. Death is cold and cannot feel the pain it leaves behind. Alone I walk the trails we ran. I know I can never find her, at least not outside my heart. But as I wander through the world, my spirit always looks for her. Among the stars that light the sky, I imagine that she's watching, looking in on me from the heavens. She shouldn't be on in the cold ground. In life she burned bright as day. It was never dark with her near. She asked me once so long ago if her love I could soon forget. No, dearest love, even my tears cannot forget. How can the night forget the sun? You are the dawn of every day. I never thought the sun would set and never rise again. End poem. Wow. This is an absolute mm-hmm. beautiful 
piece of tragedy right here. This is this is on the level of Shakespearean tragedy. I really, really thought that this was just brilliant the way he brought this forth. Um, let me get a comment from Raz on this. There's a classical usage of metaphor in the standard rhythms and the verses. I would agree with JCA as to uh, the message. It's one extremely sad. The morning of the sun, it brings about uh, the thought of more than one family or part of society which is uh, crying over the personal losses that we uh, go through, like a death family and uh, sometimes it's on the news so you, just, you wouldn't know whether to even take this completely literally why there has to be that sudden morning that's a national tragedy great great comment and Tila what what do you think uh, I think it's talking about someone you can feel uh, you know See, uh, see her smile, her memory alone is left. And all she wants is lost. Death is cold and cannot feel the pain it le- leaves behind. It's uh, quite a sad poem. And I love, uh, no dearest love, even my tears cannot forget. How can the night forget the sun? You were the dawn of every day. I never thought the sun would set and never rise again. That's very powerful. And uh, the way it's written um, by Fair Fallon. Very nice. Thank you. It was written 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's been a great writer for a long time. And we wow. really appreciate him being part of this group. So, all right. Um, let me see. I'm going to have um, Raz read next. Let me see what I got for you, Raz. I want to make sure we get everybody here. All right. I can do that All for right. you next time. All right. We're going to have you do us a favor and read a little Glow Lizzie. There's a brief delay here with uh, the tablet I'm using. If you could uh, just fill in a couple of seconds real quickly while I refresh, it would... Uh, <laughs> no problem. We got, we got, we we got time. We're, like I said, we're we're yeah, gonna get this taken care of. Can't tune out because he asked me to read, and I couldn't even find the page. Another twenty minutes to go by. Not being able to accommodate your specific orders. Okay, here's a poem. Swirls of madness by. Swirls of madness. Shadows raging, taking hold. Swarming darkness, ripping layers of sanity. Losing grip, sea of madness, sailing upon reveries. Waters raging overboard, falling deep, whirlpools spinning. Falling deep, the darkness thicker than an ink jar. Fingers tightening, grabbing hold, pulling deeper, monsters lurking. Demons growl, hawhound howling, a crimson moon. Dripping ichor from yellow fangs that have not gotten their fill of flesh. Ebonberg squawk, calling me out, grains of sand and hourglass, bells toll with last grain. Running through blackened halls, shadows mocking four quick sand. The clock ticking, sanity slipping, slowly drowning, losing myself, fading out, 
blown light bulb, hysteria from deep within, POW in prison and hell, battle lost, enemy wins, crown with horns of madness, hands pierced with nails of torment, by my feet, beaten and broken in dusty grave, lays my sanity, a shamble display covered in scarlet trips of my painful reality. And home. This is a wonderful portrayal of when someone has just the purest form of anxiety. They have things that are tearing up, tearing them up inside. They're fighting the demons of their own lives, and they're trying to, to beat them back and win the battles that they win for sanity. I think that this is an absolute brilliant portrayal of that. And I think it, it bled well onto the page. Uh, Raz, you read it. What do you think? Was well, a difficult read. There's all kinds of twisting here. I'm going down the stanza. I would have taken a slower pace, but it felt like it all had to be said at the same time to emphasize the madness. And so I see this when a person's at a breaking point, can no longer handle certain social or physical pressure until you kind of feel all out of whack, like you're not really in sync anymore with uh, reality. But it's not over a state of withdrawal. It's just uh, it's just something there pressuring you all the time into uh, not feeling uh, completely at peace. And so that's where originates any kind of madness. What a great comment. And let me get a comment from uh, Steve on this. Yeah, I actually remember this one. This was from one of Gress's shows about a year ago. He had a bunch of pictures up for a prompt, and the picture was the prompt that Lizzie wrote to, and I could see uh, the reason why she went the direction she did, the swirls of madness, uh, the short, really short uh, lines in each stanza. I give you a feeling of slipping into madness, I think. And uh, that really uh, that really intensifies the poem. That was an excellent read too, Raz. I thought you did very well. But yeah, it's full of dark imagery, and um, yeah, it just does the picture such well, such justice. Lizzie, Lizzie writes dark so well. This is awesome. All right, Steve. I'm going to have you go ahead and read the next poem for us. And I got a poem from Identity Crisis. All right. This is called A Kingdom of Knowledge by Identity Crisis. Climbing mountain chapters, sailing the seas of a verse, floating on feathery quill as the structure of a reed unfolds. In the quiet library, a book sits, waiting to let the verbiage fly into the mind beginning with a title, every line coming together in formation, painting a portrait in black and white, as bright colors thistle the page, a castle that's built brick by brick within the kingdom of knowledge. End poem. Yeah, wow, that's right. Uh, I I, I love this because um, ultimately, I think that uh, so so much of what we do as poets, so much of what we do as authors, as writers, that um, we have this vast array of knowledge that sits with inside of us, but we haven't gotten it necessarily 
in one sitting. We haven't gotten it just from walking on the street, though much of it is from just our experience. We also get it from research. We also get it from looking deep inside of things. We we um, are, are are constantly trying to learn. We're constantly trying to better ourselves. We're constantly trying to, to portray a message, just to give a message. And I kind of like the way that uh, she put it here um, in her words. Steve, you read it. What do you think? Yeah, I kind of went a different route. I, I definitely see what you're seeing, but uh, I saw, you know, books can hold so much information. And I think that she actually personified that fact. I had an image in my head while reading this of a book, just trembling on the table, just waiting for somebody to open it so it can release its story. Um, almost, almost central in a way. Very cool brevity. Wonderful comment. Um, let me get a comment from Tila. Tila, what'd you think? I think, um, uh, identity crisis has nailed this point, uh, and it is true. Knowledge is very important, and we all are learning, as you mentioned. And I agree with Steve too. And I think um, the more we, I mean, so many books, so many books are there. All are, and knowledge is there. A lot of knowledge, a lot of knowledge, and each and everything is uh, so beautiful. If you go from the history or from the present. And uh, we learn from each other, and this corona is something new, too, to all of us. So that's another thing, too. Thank you. And I want to get one last comment from Rack. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Um, it sounded to me like um, it was the birth of a that she wanted to write. Um, Conveying knowledge that uh, to, to the to the authors and to help them form the things they want to uh, and convey. You're crack-lacking a bit, Rick. It sounds like a uh, to me like a conversation between the book and the author, um, trying to get a thought onto onto the page. So I really appreciated it. Awesome. All right, let me go ahead and read the next poem. Let me make sure I have it. Because she asked if I could read this for her. So we have a poem from SLR. And this is called The Monkey's Loose. I like the mm-hmm. I like the title. Yeah. And it goes like this. Staring out a window through the wire glass. Hmm. Cannot jump from three stories up, locked in a hospital, locked in a hospital's crazy ward, a reality show on closed circuit TV, jingling keys on open door, and I see Florence Nightingale dressed in white. My chariot awaits a shiny new wheelchair, pushed with urgent need, I feel a breeze. An ID badge opens surgeries, double doors. Operating room is equipped with sharp tools. Instruments for mass destruction on display. Gurney moves beneath the light. Rap, tap, tap. It's done. Repetitive possession of a damaged mine. 
thoughts of freedom have figured it out. There goes Florence on her evening rounds. Down the hall I'm creeping, stalking without a sound. Chase her quiet, grab her while you grip a spoon. Cold metal speaks. Dig a hole and dig it deep. Be it green or be it blue, be it open, be it shut. Proudly take it out, give her something to cry about. Muffled screams, don't let let go now. Drive it in her eye with a rap, tap, tap. Make it deep, blood will squirt. In silence, she lay, she's lying on the floor. Scoop it out, scoop it out. Yum, yum, it's tasty treat. How you feeling, you evil bitch? Shift, change, coming, hurry up. Strip her quick, then get dressed. Plop her ass in the metal chair, then wheel her down the hall. Swipe that ID, keep on going, elevators, doors will open. Moaning whimpers escape her lips. Oh, geez, she's just looks like a shit. Quickly, quickly, take it out. Hurry before she starts to shout. A snip, snip here, a snip, snip there. Life is never really fair. Leave the scissors, leave the spoon, and the bloody mess. Can't understand your mumbled ear. Speak slow. Spit it out. Wait a minute. Did you figure it out? You never did hit your mask. Your tongue is gritty. Tastes like grizzle. Your eyeball is very squishy. Hear that bell as it dings first floor. Time to say goodbye. Au revoir. You look awful. Here's a happy pill. You'll feel better. Just like me. End poem. (laughs) Well, well, well. I had I think I had a little too much fun reading that. I think I had a, a lot too much fun reading that. Um this is a very very chilling, very telling, very uh in in your face kind of a a scene from a a a psychotic um um mental mm-hmm. patient who's trying to escape and escapes by killing the nurse. Oh my gosh, that was absolutely mm-hmm. freaking brilliant. I, I loved it. And uh, Rack, what do you think? There's um, a series on, on Netflix called Ratchet, um, which is based on uh, the character from um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And they go into detail about the uh, transorbital um, lobotomy, and that's, I believe, where the tap-tap comes in, um, where they simply just take uh, a common household ice pick, <laughs> and they place it on the top of the uh, the eye, eye and, and they, they use a, a, a mallet, and they, and they tap it in, and then they rotate it around the lobotomy. So, uh, yeah, they... they they got all. Uh, she got all the the, uh, the gory details of, of that wrapped up in the film. It made a very compelling, uh, very compelling story, uh, and you know, easily imaginable way to get get out of a sanitarium. You know, <laughs> just, just lobotomize the nurse, steal her clothes, and uh, walk right out. So, really, <laughs> really, really, yeah, that's that's freaking messed up. Yeah, that's freaking messed up. Hey, Tilo, what do you think about that? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's 
it's full of Are you going to have nightmares? And, uh, oh, my God. I've seen an uh, Indian movie, uh, a, old, a very old movie, where the uh, the blame came to the nurse, though she didn't kill, but uh, poor thing, she had to go to the jail because of the the psychic, uh, you know. But uh, it's, a, it's a very uh, lovely poem, which I, I love here. It says, um, in silence is lying on the floor. Scoop it all, scoop it all. Yum, yum, yum. It's t- tasty treat. How you're feeling, you're <laughs> So it's a, it's a lovely um, poem, and and that is true. Uh, you you know, whoever is in this stage would would like to get out from this life type of life. Yeah, thank you. And I'm going to let the last comment go over to Steve. Yeah, I was just about to put on the board, uh, Soylent Green is is nurses. Um, Yeah, because not only do I see her lobotomizing the nurse to get out and changing the clothes, but she also eats the nurse's eyeball. And when the nurse starts to finally come around, she cuts her tongue out and eats that too. Um, So Mm -hmm. she gets a little snack for the road. Um, and then, and then yep, he gets yep. out. This is this is just uh, some crazy stuff. Uh, like it a lot. <laughs> Dang. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna say my thanks right now, and then we're gonna then we're gonna do a little something that I I think is right. Uh, for Colin, I want to thank Rack Raz, Tila, Stella, Steve, thank Gary, you. and Patrick. Uh, for those on the board, Frank, Angel, Titus, Rob, Irish, Rick, and Bocar great to see all of you and for everybody who wrote uh, for the for uh La Costa Nostra Radio we appreciate you guys so much you guys are absolutely simply awesome and uh let's see what and this boo. is oh yeah of course boo boo is the uh is the heart and soul of this place and nothing would ever happen without her so i'm going to see i want to see this um this is a little recording audio file that I found here. Um, and let's see where it goes. Okay, folks? Elvis Impersonator's Love Song by Raconteur. Wise men say only fools rush in. But I'm so fat and lazy that just ain't happening. You're the devil in disguise, but even the devil had his hound dog. And even a hard-headed woman can wrap a man around her finger as easy as falling off a log. In my heart, I know you won't be cruel, and I'll make sure you're not lonely tonight. Because I hate it when you're all shook up. Let me love you tender and abate your fright. It's now or never. Let's check out of this heartbreak hotel. Damn the suspicious minds, they can all go to hell. Just help me put on my suede shoes that are your favorite shade of blue. Cause if we dance a little jailhouse rock, you know I can't help falling in love with you. End poem. Oh my god, that's brilliant. That is absolutely freaking brilliant. I love it, Rack. Uh, I think that's the first time I've heard that one, Rack. So I'm glad I'm glad I found that out there, and I'm glad I figured out the uh, which link it was. So 
That was brilliant, my, my friend. Um, Raz, what do you think about that? Doesn't this get you in the mood to look to Vegas, honey? Marry me, Raz. Something like that. Something like that. I, um, <laughs> uh, what do you think? I think I love the picture of Elvis. So cute. And uh, I love the way, uh, I like one word, you are the devil in disguise. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh, my God. And just help me put on my suede shoes. Are your favorite shoes? This is beautiful, written, and I like it. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. And, of course, you, I'm saving the Elvis fan for last. Uh, what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think, uh, Stephen? Well, I'll tell you what there, Rack. I thought you did a hell of a job mixing all my songs together. This is just a perfect, perfect mix. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, we got Elvis impersonators everywhere. All right. Uh, that was a wonderful, wonderful show. And I, I'm just absolutely stoked about all all that we went through, Every, everyone that was with us, everything that played. And I have been asked to play a song out here as our outro. And uh, if I can find it quickly. Uh, what's it called again? <laughs> Wait. Name some Metallica songs, folks. Face of Black. Uh, was that it? No, that's whiskey not it. Whiskey in the jar. What's... No, I, I know whiskey in the jar. <laughs> um, and Dusty Frost. Thanks for saying, man. Yeah. You know what? Man, man. Because I'm on the wrong wrong person. I'm on the wrong person. Uh, I think it is Fade to Black, actually. I was I was looking at Bud songs. I'm supposed to be looking at Booze songs. Hold on. Uh, I think it is Fade to Black, though. And here we go. Bear with me, folks. I'm almost there. We just have about five million ones. All right, here we go. Here's the here's fade the black version two. So we now we're gonna play version one because we don't have much time. So here we go with a little boo on the outro.
All right. That was it. And this is JCA signing off. Uh, Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody.